It's mailbag day on Locked on Packers. That means we cover everything from the future of Aaron Rodgers to trades to could the Packers play in a baseball stadium? What is my worst Christmas memory? All of that coming up right now. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Really Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are locked on Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers your first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. I also, just because I I just happened to get sent this this information, um, Locked On Packers for, uh, let me do my math here. The seventh straight year we've been in existence has grown and grown pretty significantly. Um, we will we will break our, last year's downloads record, which broke the year before's, which broke the year before's, and so on and so forth. And if we break it, I'll tell you what the number was. If we break it, because it's we're talking about millions, mil, millions. Um, and so, for those of you who couldn't weren't watching on YouTube, I did the Doctor Evil pinky finger, which is going to be a reference that anyone under the age of like 24 is not going to get or probably 28. Oh, God, we're, I'm old. Um, it's a mailbag day. And so we have a lot of fun questions to get to a lot of things that you guys um, wanted to hear about. And I was I was going to do a sort of like mini um, like injury report update to start the show. And now I sort of feel like there, there's so many good questions that I, I kind of don't want to do that. I just want to get right into it. The, the the quick version is anyone that doesn't have a serious injury is back. So David Bakhtiari had surgery. He's not practicing. Rajon Gary out. Eric Stokes out. Everyone else out there. So the bye week is nice. It came at the, the right time in as much as the Packers have to win all these games to advance anyway, to have a shot at the playoffs. So... This is good. This is good. They're getting their guys back. And some of some of the questions are going to tie into that stuff. So um, let's let's get into it. Let's start with uh, Joe at work. Eighty seven longtime listener and follower Uh, with youth at wide receiver and uncertainty at tight end for twenty twenty three. Should the Packers consider extending Aaron Jones to bring down that twenty million dollar cap hit? He turns twenty nine this season, but his rushing attempts are much lower than most running backs his age. So. The Packers structured this contract. He has a big bonus that the Packers can convert to signing bonus, which allows them to spread it out. That was done, I think, specifically for this reason. Specifically so they can turn that money. He gets it, but you turn it into a bonus that you can prorate over the life of the contract and it drastically reduces his cap hit. I'm not worried about Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is going to be on this team next year because he's just too valuable. And this is something we talked about in the spring. There is so much value, so much value 
in having and rewarding players who do everything the right way. And he is the kind of guy who has just always done everything the right way. He's beloved in the locker room. Like those are guys you just can't let go. They can't just walk out the door. Um, it, it is bad for locker room culture if you're just like, yeah, well, it's getting not too expensive. No, like you're the Packers. You print money. You can figure this out. I promise. I absolutely promise you can figure this out. Um, Christopher Carlecki, again, longtime listener and follower, wants to know my my worst Christmas memory. My worst Christmas memory. Um I've had to work on Christmases, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. I've had to travel on Christmas. That's not the best. Um, nothing is coming to mind of like, oh, I just had this dreadful Christmas or like a, a, a memory as a kid where like I really wanted this kind of toy. My parents didn't get it for me. Like that was that wasn't what Christmas really was. I was so. Um, first of all, I was easy to shop for cause I didn't really care, but I, we got to go to my dad's parents in Wisconsin Rapids. That was what we did every year. We went to their house and my dad is one of five. And so everyone was there, all the cousins. I'm, it's like, I'm one of, I don't know, 15 cousins. That might be too many. I can't do the math off the, off the top of my head. It's in that like 12 to 16 range. I'd have to go through every name. Um, and we used to have a blast. And then Christmas Day, we'd get in the car and we'd drive to my mom's parents um, who live in Rochester um, at Minnesota. And that was a, like a four hour drive in the freezing cold. And we'd be listening to Bing Crosby and Harry Connick Jr. And it was a good time. So I, I have almost exclusively good memories, especially of being with my family um, and I'm, I'm really, I, I feel lucky that that's the case. Like I said, it, it, there were times, there were times when like I worked or had to travel and it wasn't the best, but I love Christmas. I love the Christmas season. So, um, I, I sort of choose to make, make it make me feel happy. If that makes sense. Um, Jordan Walsh says, Hey Peter, what's happening? Hello, Peter. What's happening? If Jordan love does not get a start this season. Is there any outcome short of a Super Bowl that changes how you believe the Packers should address the quarterback position going into 2023? Why or why not? Hmm, that's interesting. I would say yes. If, like, let's say the Packers win out. First of all, I think that matters. Regardless of what happens after that, you win out and make the playoffs. I think that reflects really well on, on Aaron Rodgers because it's going to require, with this defense currently, Aaron Rodgers playing really, really good football. And then win a game or two. Like, if you can do what you did in 2016 where Rodgers just goes fireball and you have the iconic Dallas Jared Cook moment and you, you win that first-round matchup and all of a sudden you're in the NFC Championship game, albeit overmatched. I mean, got, they got their butts kicked in that game. But that coming into the next season, you went, okay, yeah, but Devontae Adams is really good. And Aaron Rodgers, after 2015, you know, he, he had a down season in 2015. He had a down season for much of 2016 until the run the table. And then all of a sudden he looked like Aaron freaking Rodgers again. If you get that, and then you just run into a team like the Eagles or even like the 49ers or the Cowboys. 
that are just more talented right now without Rashawn Gary, without Eric Stokes, then you just sort of say, okay, yeah, you can play for next year and, and let Aaron Rodgers come back and all that stuff. I still believe that this is at max one more season of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers can handle that. They can handle that financially. They can handle that with Jordan Love. Because if what you're saying to Jordan Love is, Jordan, one more year and it's yours. They don't probably want to do that, honestly, in terms of just the Jordan Love part of this because of having to then, you're paying him on his fifth year option and then he's going to be a free agent. You could Kirk Cousins him and franchise him. But you could also say, hey, if you do what Aaron Rodgers did, first six weeks of the season, you look like the guy we think you are, we'll give you a long-term deal. We'll give you the Aaron Rodgers from 2008 deal, not the Aaron Rodgers from 2018 or 2022, but the early Aaron Rodgers deal to be the franchise quarterback. And that has value too. I think that in fact has a lot of value. I, you know, if I think the, the, the better question is what happens if it's bad? What happens if they lose on Monday night? What happens if they lose on Christmas day by 30? Um, then does that change the way you feel about next season? If Aaron Rodgers comes back to you and says, Hey, I want to come back, but let's say he doesn't play well the next two games. Then you start to say, well, maybe it's now. Maybe you need to make this move now versus giving him one extra year. I, I continue to believe Aaron Rodgers is only going to play in Green Bay max one more season. So max 2023. Um, and so if that's the case, I think it makes sense to move on. I think it makes sense to trade him and get what you can. If you, if you can get a lot for him, if the Jets are willing to give you the bag, you do it. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how much is going to change my mind about that unless they win the Super Bowl. I really do think it's the Super Bowl or some kind of, you know, if they win six straight games and then win two in the playoffs and go to the NFC Championship game, yeah, that would be pretty cool. And that would make you say, okay, you're definitely giving Rodgers that one extra season. And let's say they went out and make the playoffs and go to San Francisco and get their butts kicked. Like, yeah, I think that's the same as just not making the playoffs because then it's another year where you come up short. It's just, I just think it's time. I just... Look, I know not everyone thinks that, but I just I just think it's time. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Tommy John. I wore my Tommy John t-shirt top, not a t-shirt top, my pajama top, thermal top, whatever we whatever you want to call it, underwear top. That seems weird. Not really an underwear top. It's not a shirt I would wear under anything. It's a it's one of those waffle Henley deals where you button up the top. It looks like a pajama top. It is you guys, it doesn't matter what you call it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. This, the product, I, I loved it so much. I said, I turned to my wife and I said, you got to get some of this stuff. You have to get, and she did. And then she put more on her Christmas list. Not joking, put more on her Christmas list and don't tell her she's getting more because some family member decided she, she should have more. And they're right because Tommy John is an incredible product. Hurry to Tommy John's wrap it up sale and get 30% off everything plus free shipping at tommyjohn.com slash locked on. Order now so your gifts arrive before the holidays. 30% off plus free shipping at tommyjohn.com slash locked on. tommyjohn.com slash locked on. I'm telling you, you will not regret it. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Okay. Um, Mike Mangione 
Mike Mangione, whatever. Sorry if I if I pronounced it wrong. I assume it's one of those two, but of course now it's going to be Mangion or something. It's on the screen. Hopefully that's you. <laughs> I am so excited to see Watson and Dobbs play together on Monday night. Exclamation point. Do you think they will run a lot of plays with both of them on the field at the same time? I'm sure Coach is having fun with the game plan. Also, who is your favorite musical artist at the moment? Well, I can answer the last one first. And that answer is um, whoever my son wants to listen to because my toddler is very into uh, music right now. He's very been very into music really his whole life. He's two and a half and he requests electric guitar. And so all he wants to do is play. He asks our Google assistant to play Buddy Guy and uh, he can't quite articulate all the all the syllables to make the, you know, the the smart speaker recognize it. But uh, it's adorable. And he's a, like a big ACDC fan right now. Big Rolling Stones, Brown Sugar, Star Me Up, all that stuff. Um, so that's what we've been listening to a lot right now. Um, I don't I don't have an answer beyond that, because like, like I said, my my child rules my Spotify at the moment. Um, and then in terms of Watson and Dobbs, yeah, this is like the thing now. This and it's not not just is it the thing to watch, it it is the offense because now that Christian Watson is up to speed, he is the driver of this passing game. Um, it's third in Lazard and Cobb, and then the rest of it is is Christian Watson, and then you have your specials and and Christian Watson. I think I saw Derek Carraher tweet this out that that Christian Watson is the worst graded Packers receiver on first and second down and the best graded on third and fourth, which makes sense because he's had a ton of big clutch catches for all of the early down drops uh, there. These guys together are such a great fit. I love what they can be together, complementing one another. Um, and, and I think this is this is the kind of thing where you're going to start to see a different kind of offense because they can be more diverse. They can be more multiple. And, and the stuff that Rodgers wants to do where he doesn't want the pre the predetermined read stuff. He doesn't want the play action play where it's one or two or the play that's designed and it's everyone clear out and throw this one. That's not what Rodgers wants to do. He wants to read it out. He wants to use his big brain. He wants to read coverages, identify fronts, see pressure coming and get the ball out. When you have these two guys who can win all over the field, and I thought Jason Hershorn, my colleague at The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to, um, did a great job of explaining that Christian Watson has won all over the field. Well, Romeo Dobbs can win all over the field too. He just hasn't been asked to. And I think the, the ability for Watson to do that makes it easier then to allow Dobbs to do that as well. So I, I am just as excited, if not more, um, as you are to see um, what is going to happen with those two on the field at the same time, I think it has a chance to really be fireworks. Um, Jordan Love bookmarks. <laughs> you guys, you guys are great. Um, wants to know, I know there are a thousand reasons why it can't, won't happen, but can the Packers play one game at American Family Field, close the roof, it would be loud. <sighs> I think there's a reason they stop playing games in Milwaukee. And part of it is the players don't like it because it becomes a road game for them. Um, and... It just logistically, I think the Packers wanted to have all the revenue at Lambeau. They have their preferred vendors, all that stuff. So I think you're more likely to see an exhibition game there. That could make sense. Maybe you have a practice there. That could be cool. Maybe you have joint practice there and it's a couple days and you sell real tickets. Like that would be fun. I don't see it happening, but that would be fun. The, we have... 
the Milwaukee package, the green package and the gold package, the gold package, the Milwaukee package for a reason. They did away with this. And actually, if you go back in the history books and we had Mark Beach on who wrote the definitive Packers history um, and he talked about and if you read the book, um, he talked about how in the early days, Curly Lambeau wanted to move the team to Milwaukee. But it just so happened that the, the fan base, even though Milwaukee is a much bigger city and much bigger urban area, much bigger total sprawl than Green Bay. The fans didn't come out the same way as they do in Green Bay. And, and a lot of, you know, Green Bay area fans are just love to point that out. Like, oh, man, even 100 years ago, um, you know, the, the gold package games weren't as good. Uh, but I just I don't see it. I don't see it. Unfortunately, I think it would be cool, I but I just don't see it. All right. Jeff Warnick wants to know, I know you're not sure Rodgers is back in 2023, but if he is, what, if any, given the financial quagmire we're in, moves, upgrades, would you like to see? So I, I guess the question is assuming he's back, right? Um, if Rodgers is back, maybe you, maybe you do some things, you massage the deal a little bit. I, I, I'm not convinced Randall Cobb plays even if Rodgers comes back. Um, I'm not concerned. Dave, I'm not convinced David Bakhtiari plays even if Rodgers comes back. And I think guys like Adrian Amos not going to be back. We'll see about someone like Preston Smith. I think he kind of has to be back now that Rashawn Gary is hurt and not going to start the year. So you're right. Financially, they have some issues. Um, they can create some flexibility, as I mentioned with the Aaron Jones deal. Uh, they don't have a lot to, to, of room to add. This is going to be a draft-heavy situation. Now, safety is a spot where you can find cheap safeties always. There's always a, a Trey Boston, you know, these kinds of guys just hanging around in June, in July. You can sign them. Like, not just second-wave free agency. We're talking third, fourth, fifth-wave free agency into the hot parts of the summer free agency. You can get those guys. So that's something that I think they're they're going to have to to do and add. Um, I'm interested to see how they handle receiver. I think if Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs continue to look like this, if you can, I think Randall Cobb will come back and play for nothing. Um, and then you have to see what it's going to cost for Alan Lazard. I think, I think Alan Lazard, and I hate to say this, I think Alan Lazard is going to be a Chicago Bear. They're going to pay him a lot of money. And he's going to go be a bear. And it, and I I have had this discussion on Twitter. I would pay Alan Lazard the MVS deal before I would have paid MVS the MVS deal. And because it's a multi-year deal, you could make it low money in year one and spread all the, the, the hit out and all that stuff. But it's going to be tough. And I think the, the Bears are going to be able to throw some silly money at these guys. Elton Jenkins is going to be the priority over someone like Alan Lazard, I assume. And so that does make it really tough. Safety is the one place I'm looking at because I think the, I think the offensive line is good. I, I think, you know, could you get a sort of um, another version of Jaron Reed again this offseason? Yes. Um, but they're going to have to draft a bunch of defensive linemen. They're going to have to bring in some guys. They're going to have to make this all work numbers wise. And that's going to be tough. Now, you do have some contracts that can be restructured. Um, I think you're going to have to ask Aaron Rodgers um, to, to rework some of this. Although his cap hit next year is not crazy. If he's on the team, it's just a lot of cash. Um, so 
Safety is the big one. And then depth. But those are veteran minimum kinds of things. You're going to have to hit in the draft and you're going to have to get big year two jumps from guys like Watson and Igbare, Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt. Like that's going to be where you make your improvements. It's going to be internal improvements. And I think that's fine because this is a talented team. I mean, this was a team coming into the year we thought based on talent would be a top five NFL team. And they haven't been for a number of reasons. The receivers weren't ready right away. The defense is not as good as we thought. You make a change there. Maybe that gives you some some flexibility, some leeway. Um, so, you know, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting question. I think we'll know more by the time we get to free agency because we'll know what the situation is with Aaron Rodgers. We'll see some restructures and then we can start talking about, OK, what is available out there? So I'm sorry that the answer is you're going to have to be, be patient, but that's the answer. Um, speaking of Aaron Rodgers. Um, Sean Vandaloo wants to know what's ramif- what's the ramifications of a Rogers trade? Could Packers rework the contracts to make a team take some of the dead cap hit? Also, how do you feel about a Rogers Adams reunion? Okay, so the thing about dead cap is dead cap is money that has to be paid. So it's guaranteed money. So like if you let's say, and we, we talked about this last year, and I know it's hard without like spreadsheets and numbers in front of you. But if you have a $50 million signing bonus and a five-year deal, you can spread that signing bonus out over that deal. So it counts on the cap, you know, 10 million incrementally. But when you leave, that money accelerates to the cap. They call it accelerating to the cap because it all comes out. Well, the Packers did that with Aaron Rodgers. They put a big signing bonus in there so that they could spread it out so he could get his 50 million annually and still make some of the base salary numbers work. It's why he's on a reasonable number in 2023 by the cap, even though there's a lot of money that's gonna be coming to him. Part of that is a roster bonus, et cetera, et cetera. So um, it that makes it, you, you can't have another team take dead cap. That money is there. Now, what you can do is rework the contract, the actual structure and numbers in the contract so that, let's say you could add you could add void years, you could move money around, you could accelerate base salary to signing bonus, and then spread that money out. But again, that same, that same issue happens because if you spread that money out when he gets traded, it accelerates to the cap. So you'd have to actually rework the, the money in the deal to make this all happen. And you'd have to do it before you traded him. So there are mechanisms to make the, the trade a little bit more team friendly to facilitate a trade, but it's it's comp, it's complicated. Um, not impossible, but but complicated. I think more likely what you'd see the Packers do is there'd be a team, if they're going to do this, there'd be a team, um, you'd, you'd rework the contract so that the money gets spread out short term. You have the space for the new league year and then post June 1, you'd trade him. And you trade him so you could spread that dead cap hit out. It doesn't change the dead cap. 
it just allows you to spread it out. That's what the post June one designation is for. And in a trade, you can only trade post June one. You can cut someone pre June one and designate it post June one. You cannot do that with a trade. So if he's going to get traded post June one, it has to be actually literally post June one. The good news is you can, you can, I think they did this with Matt Ryan. You can actually give yourself some space in the interim because that, that money, this is so complicated and silly in an accounting class, but it's important. You can give yourself the space through accounting tricks because you can spread bonuses out. And all it does is prolong the inevitable, which is that you're going to eat this money. But because you do it post June 1, you get to spread out that hit. So it's the same hit. It just matters when you take it. And that allows you to spread it out on your books. So yes, they can do it. And then trade him and spread everything out. So if that's what's going to happen, if Roger's going to get traded this offseason, it's going to be post June 1. I think. They could, they could just eat it and say, okay, Here's here's the dead cap hit. Here's the 40 million in dead cap or whatever it is. I, I don't I don't think that's as likely. Like if Rodgers wants to go, or if they agree that it's best for Rodgers to go, I think that they will do whatever they have to do to facilitate this. They did the same thing with Matt Ryan. And so I think that's the situation that we're looking at with, with this. But we'll see. We'll see. The holiday season, this holiday season, find what you love at Total Wine and More with so many great bottles to choose from. I was there for Thanksgiving. I spent a lot of money there at Thanksgiving because it's easy to do because the prices are so good. They're like, well, I'll just buy another bottle because I'm saving so much money on, on the upfront costs. I'll, I'll, I can buy this bottle of champagne. I can buy this bottle of bourbon. It's easy. It's easy to find what you're looking for and find it knowing you're going to get the lowest price. Love what you find. Find what you love. Only a Total Wine and more. Curbside pickup and delivery is available in most areas. Visit TotalWine.com to learn more. Drink responsibly. B21. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports. Wow, I don't even know the the name of my own show. Check out, why am I reading reading an ad about my show? I know what it's called. It's called Locked On Sports Today. Good night, shirt. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. (laughs) Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. It stays in. We're not editing it out. It stays in. Um, (laughs) The last question uh, goes to Ken Bush. I normally normally like to do a positive question to end, but this is kind of a negative question. Um, Ken wants to know, should Matt LaFleur be on the hot seat? Continuing to trot on Amari Rogers out there to return punts alone should be enough. And any chance Vic Fangio replaces Joe Barry Carroll. I don't think Malafor should be on the hot seat. This team is continuing to fight. Now, if you lose the last three games and or four games and do it in an embarrassing fashion, yes. The answer is yes. Right now, no. Now, the Amari Rogers stuff, you know, he hired Rich Basaccia to do the thing. And so I, you know, if you're a coach in the season at least. You let the coach do it. You hired him to do a job. You don't want to micromanage too much. Plus, you brought Rich in because you recognize the skill. It's sort of like what Will Smith in Men in Black. Like in the early on, Tommy Lee Jones is kind of condescending to him. And he's like, hey, man, you brought me here because you recognize the skill. So treat me that way. And if you're Matt LaFleur, you go, all right, I trust you. Do it. 
It took too long. Malifor probably ultimately had to step in. And that's a head coach's not only prerogative, but obligation to do that. Could it have happened sooner? Yes. Should it have happened sooner? Absolutely. I don't think that's enough to fire someone over. Not after three 13-win seasons and two NFC Championship games. And I understand the playoff meltdowns, but you don't, you don't get rid of what is, looks like a really good coach over that. All right. And then the second part of the question, any chance Vic Fangio replaces Joe Carroll? Joe, Joe Carroll. Joe Barry Carroll. Uh, Joe Barry. Um, yes. But I don't think it's a high probability. I think he's, I think at this point in his career, I mean, the guy's in his upper 60s. He's probably, he's right now uh, reportedly a consultant in Philadelphia. Um, you know, I think he could get a DC job if he wanted one. Maybe he would want to do the Packers job. That would be very cool. Um, Wade Phillips wanted to do, wanted to keep coaching, you know, well into his 60s and 70s. And he was a really good coach um, late into his life and wanted to come back into the game. And the game sort of said, you know, we're we're kind of good on that. But um, I, I think that would make sense. I have advocated for wanting to find someone more like Jim Leonard or Jiro Evero, some, some younger face who has a sort of more forward-looking view of the season, of the NFL, of football. At the same time, you don't say no to Vic Fangio. He's he's one of the best defensive minds in the league. I think I think you could make the case that over the last five, 10 years, he's the best defensive coach in football, not named Bill, Bill Belichick, maybe. But I think he has, he is the defensive coordinator's defensive coordinator. He's every defensive coordinator's favorite defensive coordinator. And I think that tells you something about what he's able to do. Give him the reins. It's a tree. You know, they're they're already running that stuff. Um, and so maybe that's the best thing is to get someone from that tree to come in and, and just amplify it a little bit. It, it would it would be a great move. It would be a great hire for the Packers to get someone like that. We'll see if it's a direction they actually get to go. All right, we're going to have a quick show Monday. So after all the Sunday action, we will sort of set up the Monday night game in your podcast feed on YouTube on Monday morning. Just sort of like, this is where the Packers stand. This is what they need to happen. The 49ers beat the daylights out of the Seahawks on Thursday. So that's good for the Packers. They need the Commanders um, to beat the Giants. And they need the Jets to beat the Lions. We'll talk about all of that stuff on Monday. Probably just a 15-minute show. And then we'll go live after the game Monday night on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, we will be live Monday night after the game on the Locked on Packers YouTube page so you can stay Locked on Packers.